Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. Welcome to the No Tracers podcast. I'm your host, K, just the letter K. I'm also known as No Tracers. You can find me at no.tracers on Instagram, No Tracers on YouTube and TikTok. Come hang out, come watch some content, have a good time, and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the No Tracers podcast. This week, I'm going to be speaking with a guy named Matt. He's known as Decaying Midwest. Super stoked for you guys to hear this episode. It's pretty crazy. He's got some crazy stories to tell, and I'm excited to dive in with you. But before we do that, just a few housekeeping things. First of all, I have a photography book called No Tracers, an urban explorer's diary. If you want to pick up a copy of it, or if you want to see what other merchandise I have, I've got hoodies, t-shirts, backpacks, duffel bags, all kinds of cool stuff. Head to notracers.com or you can go to justtheletterk.com slash notracers, two places for the shop. Pick one, you'll find the stuff. Secondly, I have to thank our partner on this podcast, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, don't worry. I made a new ad this year for Liquid Death. Check it out in three, two, one. Welcome to a new kind of experience that is not for the faint of heart. A new kind of water straight from the Austrian Alps, packaged in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. So if you want to stand out, if you want to murder your thirst and give back to the planet, give liquid death a try. The only thing that stands between you and the Reaper is a can of liquid death. Not for the faint of heart. So yeah, if you guys want to get a 10% discount at liquiddeath.com, use code just the letter K, or you can click the link down in the description. It will automatically apply that coupon code for you. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you do like the show, please subscribe and leave a rating and feedback on the show. If you listen all the way to the end, you'll get a little preview of what you can get if you leave a rating and feedback so definitely listen to the entire episode it's a good one it's a great one actually and i'm super stoked to introduce to you guys decaying midwest please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the no tracers audience my name is matt from decaying midwest and i have been exploring for nearly two years now and uh didn't start taking it seriously until about three months ago Wow. Okay. So relatively new to the urban exploring community. How, how's your time been like getting into it and what got you into exploring in the first place? Um, honestly, I just started off with photography and um, was doing a lot of the commercial space and everything. And then I somehow got interested in a bunch of historical properties and the fact that nobody allows you to ever see them until they're demolished. And (laughs) then I just kind of fell in love with the Urbex community once I started actually doing it. Oh, that's awesome. I love that you came into it as a photographer. A lot of people get into it first and then pick up photography after. So I think that as a photographer, you probably had like a different perspective on 
urban exploring than most people have when they're first getting into it. Um, can you yeah. take me into your first exploration? Like, where did you go? What did you see? And like, what did you capture that day? I don't quite remember my first one. I've been to so many places, it's getting hard to remember now. <laughs> but uh, one of the early ones I did, I actually got permission for. It was an old Catholic boys' school in Rockford. And I walked around the property and then found a old sign that said emergency. And it was like emergency phone number. And it was like all like half falling over and everything. And it was pretty dirty, you know, so it's been there for a while. So I called the number that was on that to get permission. And then um, that guy was confused on how I got his number, but told <laughs> me he knew who the owner was. So then he gave me the owner's number, which actually ended up being the owner's son. So then the owner's son gave me the owner's number. And then the owner was actually really cool with it and let me uh, came unlock the place and let me explore it. And now a couple of years later, the place is completely gutted. There's like nothing in there. So I think he's actually fixing it up now and it doesn't look nowhere near as cool as it used to. That's crazy. So it's very rare, obviously, to get permission to explore these places. Like unless you're paying to rent out the place to like shoot a movie or a music video or whatever it is. So the fact that you got in and you like went through this whole process of like finding the number and then finding the owner's son and then getting in touch with the owner and then getting access to the place. Like as an explorer, like how did that feel compared to say another exploration where you're, you know, trespassing for lack of a better term. <laughs> so um, there's a time and a place where you can ask permission and you'd be surprised how many people actually will say yes. If it's city owned, for example, they're never going to say yes. If it's some Chinese corporation that owns it overseas, uh, the chances of even getting in contact with them is so hard unless you have a big platform. So uh, pretty much if you're asking permission, it is possible. And there are a lot of people that will give you permission, but it's super inconvenient and takes a lot of extra time waiting around and asking and you will get told no. And then you just have to move on. And, you know, after you've been told no officially you can't trespass or you will be charged mm -hmm. yeah it's very true and take me into your gear setup like what kind of gear do you use for example like cameras shoes backpacks lights that kind i of stuff? started off with a pretty nice uh canon camera with some uh sigma art lenses and after i started doing that for a while i realized how inconvenient it is and I'm all about convenience and carrying as little on me as possible. So I switched over to just my iPhone. And wow. um, I just recently started bringing, uh, what is that called? It's an iPhone gimbal. So that way I can have smoother footage. I just started getting into the footage. So that's a, been a bit of a learning curve for me. Uh, but yeah, I started off with uh, the camera, the expensive one, and then worked my way down. And now I carry pretty much a flashlight and a phone and that's about it. Wow. That's awesome. And I, I love it, it helps with like the stealth aspect of everything. You, know? you don't it, look suspicious at all, you right. know, and nobody really questions a guy who's just walking around. But if you have a camera, all of a sudden everyone freaks out. Yep. No, for sure. Absolutely. And do you have any urban exploration injury stories? Have you ever been hurt while exploring? 
Not so much hurt. I'm always very cautious. I've been in a few very sketchy places where I probably shouldn't have been, how dangerous it was, where like every step you're taking, you can feel the floor is like starting to like squish in. Mm. And it just, it's such an unsettling feeling. And you don't know what else to do besides like maybe throw your whole body on the ground to prevent yourself (laughs) from falling in. But I just am extra careful about where I go, you know, try to watch support beams. And if it's too sketchy, I just I won't do it sometimes. You know, if I get that bad feeling, I'll just back out and it's not worth losing my life over, you know, to get Mm -hmm. a photo. Yeah, absolutely. And can you take me into your scariest exploration? And this could be getting caught. This could be uh, paranormal activity if you believe in that sort of thing. Uh, But scariest exploration. Let's hear it. I'll touch up on the uh, scary um, as far as ghosts go for a minute. Um, Cool. My experience is I've never noticed anything haunted at all, which I would have expected in some of these places, especially like uh, funeral homes and a a bunch of other stuff, you know, places where people have been murdered, places where, you know, people just passed away, stuff like that. And I've never, people ask me that all the time, but seriously, I like never feel like there's some kind of presence or anything. But part of that, I think, is because I go during the daytime. Mm. And then as far as the scariest that I've been to, there was a uh, school in Rockford that I went to. And it was the first time I ever went at nighttime. And I went in there, got in fine, no problem. And it felt like I had something on my legs. So I was like brushing it off. I thought it was like cobwebs or something. And then I went up to the next level, the floor above that with the friends I was with. And then I just kept feeling that thing on my leg just get worse and worse. And I shine the light down and I look down and there are like millions of these itty bitty like fruit fly sized bugs that were black crawling up our legs. (laughs) And it was terrifying. It was like straight out of a horror movie. And we like freaked out wiped them off of our legs like crazy ran out of the school as quickly as we could and then after we got out we were still seeing them crawling on each other and we're helping each other get them off of us and we ended up like leaving our socks in the road uh we banged out our shoes as much as possible threw them in the trunk and then went over to a friend's house and took turns hopping in a shower and throwing our clothes in a dryer so that way we could get off as many of these bugs so we didn't take them home Oh my god, were they like biting you? Like was it No, that was the strange thing. They Ugh. weren't biting at all. They were just crawling <laughs> and there were so many of them. <laughs> That's so gross. Oh my god, I can't and imagine. Normally when you go to these places there are no bugs. Right. Which also surprised me because there's like no food there and no people there, so yeah. there's like nothing for the bugs to be there. Oh my god, that's disgusting. I cannot uh, I would have freaked out. <laughs> And we tried looking up what these bugs were called and couldn't find any pictures on Google, couldn't find any description of what matched what these bugs were doing and and the fact that they weren't biting and everything else. It was like a straight up infestation of these bugs that don't exist. That's insane. It's like some paranormal bug activity. That's fucking <laughs> <laughs> I won't be this, going back this to that fall. One until I know they're all gone. <laughs> this fall, the new movie where you get swarmed by bugs in an abandoned place. <laughs> Coming soon to the end of you. <laughs> so tell me about your most dangerous exploration Ooh, i've had quite a few Ooh, okay let's hear a couple dangerous in what way 
dangerous, like uh, riskiest or um, the most like suspenseful, just danger? <laughs> um, there was a situation where we almost got caught. We were in St. Louis. We went to Cementland. Mm-hmm. And we were exploring this abandoned cement plant that was bought by a guy who was turning it into an amusement park. And he ended up getting murdered and his murder was staged as an accident by a bulldozer accident. But the coroner ruled it was a murder. <sighs> and there's still a discrepancy whether people believe he was murdered or not. But regardless, the entire project, the entire cement plant that's half an amusement park is abandoned now. And we were in one of the main buildings and there was me and two other people, another YouTuber, Explore with Rick. He was behind me and there was another one, um, Condition Orange, and he had his GoPro on and this cop came in while we were just chilling, exploring, having a good time. We were the only ones there. We were there all day. And this cop rolled in and we seen him. He parked right in the building across from us And he was like turned around and was like watching the building that we were in. So we were kind of hiding a little bit. And then he pulls out and then drives up this hill. And we didn't see or hear from him again. And we knew he was in there, but we didn't know where. So we're like making our way over to that direction to kind of get a view. And we end up in this little room that's next to a stairwell. And the stairwell in there is just cement steps. So there's like no wall or anything. So you could see clearly up through the stairwell to the next level. And we were in that room. uh, Condition Orange was a little ways away and Explore with Rick was right behind me. And we're just dead quiet because we hear this uh, footsteps above us. And I look up through the stairwell and I see the half bottom half of the cop walking past the stairwell. Oh, my God. And he's right above us. And there's like a bunch of holes in this cement, you know, building. And he could see pretty much all where we are. So we were just kind of hiding in that little room. And we couldn't move because there was like some water on the ground and lots of rocks and everything. And every little move would make noise. So we were just dead silent. And the cop didn't make a word. He was just walking around up there completely quiet. You could barely even hear him. And then... um condition orange had no idea that the cop was up above us so he started walking over to us and i'm trying to like motion to him that there's a cop above us but then i'm thinking he might think that i'm telling him to go up there because i'm pointing up Mm. so then i'm like trying to like cut my throat like no don't go there you know trying to like (laughs) signal to him and he starts he just stops where he's at and he looks up through this big massive square hole above him where the cop could see him if he was near the edge he looks up trying to see what i'm talking about and then all of a sudden loud police chatter goes off from the radio oh and his heart just dropped (laughs) and then he just slowly backed it up and hid behind a pillar (laughs) we sat there for 45 minutes until the cop actually got in his car and left and we wanted to make sure that when we heard the car leave that there were they weren't like waiting for us to come out. Mm, mm-hmm. They weren't trying to like trick us or something. Yep. So we just waited and waited and waited until finally he was gone. Oh my god. And then Dude. after the craziest part, after 4 p.m., everybody just started coming in there, driving their cars in there, playing music, partying, what? screaming, like it was like a chill spot after 4 p.m. We just hmm. were there at the wrong time apparently. <laughs> 
Damn, that's crazy. It reminds me of this story. Uh, we explored an abandoned jail in Los Angeles, and uh-huh. it had like solitary confinement, a boxing ring, super cool place. And this cop pulled up while we were inside, and he parked like up against the building next to the only way in or out. Oh. And we were like trapped in this place for hours and to the point where i was like i have to go to a film screening like i yeah. acted in some movie and i had to go to the screening and i was like guys i literally have to go like what are we gonna do and we all had skateboards with us because we were skateboarding inside the building yeah and we found luckily we found some rope and we tied it to one of the jail cells and we had to shimmy down the side of this building onto like decommissioned cop cars and then climbed up over a razor wire fence dropped down to the train tracks and then walked around the building and skateboarded down the sidewalk in front of this cop and just got in my car and left. And he had no idea, but it's like situations like that are like so nerve wracking because you're like, we're literally getting arrested today. Like that's it. It's over. And after it's done, it feels like it was super fun though. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It's like the adrenaline is like amazing Mm -hmm. and you feel, you kind of feel invincible. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, do you have a favorite exploration that you've done? If you can pick one, I know you've done a lot. We all have, but like, if you have a favorite exploration. Just recently, I got into an abandoned mansion, and everything was left in there from like early two thousands, and it was a complete time capsule, and the place was just spotless. It was like pristine, like somebody was almost living there. It felt so weird. And the basement, on the other hand, though, was completely full of black mold. So you could tell it was abandoned for a while. That would probably be my number one exploration so far. I've gone to some pretty amazing places, and that one definitely is the coolest because of the fact that everything was still left over from the old owners. Wow, that's amazing. And do you have a preference on exploring alone or with people? Uh, either one, honestly. Um, it's nice to have other people, but also it's inconvenient sometimes. It just depends. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, do you have any bucket list places that you want to explore? Um, so many. I have a huge (laughs) list of places. Uh, I would really like to explore more of the United States. I don't want to just limit myself to the general area, but as far as income goes, I'm a little bit limited where I could go for now. Sure. Totally get that. If you could live in one of the places you've explored for an entire week, which place would it be? Ooh. Um Probably the mansion. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. That would be sick. And the fact that there's stuff in there like you'd be pretty comfortable, I imagine. Yeah, a bed and everything. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Just <laughs> no awesome. power or running water. Oh, uh, you know, it's whatever who needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places? I'm editing content, constantly posting, uh, trying to stay on top of it. My accounts have grown pretty rapidly because I just stay very, very consistent with it. Awesome. And uh, what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? I hope to find a way where we can get permission from these owners without it having to be a huge hassle for everyone. It would be really nice if we could actually get, you know, more spots to either because I I don't really want to say tour because once they get into the whole tourism industry, they kind of like clean out the whole building and make it all super safe to where it's almost not fun anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing. All the history has gone from it and it's just 
a shell of what it used to be with a couple items on display like a museum. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel about Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. It's mm-hmm. like you can tour it. It's an abandoned prison, but it's yeah. got like ropes and like you have to stay in the path. And I'm like, oh, come on, just let me like go wild in this place. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then if people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Drop your social media, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, Decaying Matt on TikTok and then uh, Decaying Midwest on every other platform, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, um, on pretty much everything. Awesome. And last question, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? I wish I got into video to begin with because I came into it as a photographer Um, I was taking just photos and then once I started doing TikTok videos, it actually opened up more opportunities for me and allowed me to grow faster and make a little bit more money. And then um, after I started actually posting YouTube videos, almost immediately, like the first couple videos I posted, I got news articles written about it. And as a photographer, I struggled with trying to get that news coverage for years and it just was not happening. So It's almost like the world has converted much more into short form and long form video than it ever has been before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, thank you for coming on No Tracers and for sharing your story with everybody here. No problem. Thank you. All right, guys, that was my episode with Decaying Midwest. If you guys want to go follow him, his social media will be down in the description. He's new to the community, so give him a warm welcome. Go give him a follow and enjoy his content. He's got a lot to grow, and I'm super excited to follow his journey. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback. If you do that, I'll actually send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place that I have explored. As a way of saying thank you for supporting the podcast, all you got to do is go down to Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom of the podcast, and there's an area where you can leave a rating and feedback. Take a screenshot of it, send it to me at no.tracers on Instagram, and I will send you a signed photo print. That's it. It's super easy. So I'll talk to you guys next Friday with another episode of No Tracers. If you want to come on the show, shoot me a DM at no.tracers on Instagram, like I said, and we'll get you on the show. Let's get you on the schedule. All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace.